Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Most of my advice is like, I don't know. Life That's is hard. Advice. Do whatever you want and say you're sorry if you fuck up. There, you've just written in everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten book. Uh, I'll like, take the bitch what email. Like Aaron Rodgers should have just said that. It would have it been a lot smoother. Did we all see today's development? Which one? With the oh. oh the one that I accidentally retweeted from the full cast account. Oh, I thought I you were talking. I thought you were talking about Shailene Woodley's Instagram bullshit. Uh, no, now His what? His feet are much bigger than that. Oh God! There was this dude in California. He's like very. He's masked up. He's wearing sunglasses, and and somebody was like, "That's Aaron Rodgers breaking quarantine to go get coffee." And like even looking at it the first time, you're like, ah, maybe I don't know if that. It seems kind of iffy, and it turns out it's not. He's like, no, I'm in Green Bay. I didn't fucking travel. Um, <laughs> and and Shailene Woodley gets on Instagram and she's like, first of all, this motherfucker doesn't have hairy hands, and Aaron Rodgers has hairy ass hands. Everybody knows that. Second of all, what's wrong with hairy hands? Nothing. She's just saying like. This is why this person is not Aaron Rodgers, that everybody says it is. But one of them is, sorry to this man, but like Aaron Rodgers has much bigger feet than this dude. And also she's Damn. like, and also his car is terrible. And Aaron Rodgers would never drive this car. Oh, and, and she's like, she's just like, <laughs> random, random dude is like getting shelled. Yes, absolutely. I thought she, I thought she was like earthen and whatever. Shouldn't she want people to have shitty old cars and just cheap? Cheap shitty cars. Not, not if they got and... small dicks, dude. Not if they got small dicks. <laughs> no. 
you can drive a shitty car if you're like you know <laughs> laying some pipe yes that's right one or the other you can choose one are you or the other reader are you slanging it yeah Listen, are you slanging it go ahead mother- and get in that late model ultima mother earth has needs <laughs> it would take a pretty big dick. <laughs> she's a big old girl she's a big old girl <laughs> thank thank you now that i can hear i wonder if this is now what that i can hear about <laughs> Moon's like I'm the only one who can satisfy her. Thank you now for having juvenile in my head going, Mother Nature looked like she can take a dick. You a big fine planet. The planet that's trying to buck us off. You back that mass up. To the Shutdown Fullcast, you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. My name is Spencer Hall. Joining me, as always, are my three co-hosts listed in alphabetical order by last name. Holly Anderson. Sure. Put me Jason, on the spot with that alphabet shit. Uh huh. Jason Kirk, live from Kennesaw, Georgia, with the sun. You can't see it, but on the Zoom call we use to coordinate our interactions here, you can see him framed by the sun, like he is in a album cover for some sort of warm, folksy, country-sounding California pop uh-huh. album made in Laurel Canyon. Look at him. Look at the sheen. Look at the shine, Jason. Kennesaw looks magical today. You said country, so I'm going inside now. And live from the home of country itself, the man who defines country music, Ryan Nanny. He's wearing a shirt today for some reason. I wear a shirt for all of these. I was wearing a shirt when Holly accused me of not wearing a shirt. I didn't accuse anyone. When Holly asked asked if I was not wearing a shirt. And Mm -hmm. Ryan is wearing a shirt and I presume shoes because today we are giving advice on the show and therefore we have shirts, shoes, and problems. I don't... Oh, God damn it. Ryan, where are your shoes? This man's wearing Bomba socks, I think. Ryan's... Ryan's Server, put the Bomba set here. Put the Bomba set here. Put the Bomba set on my feet. Uh, Let the record show this is full cast before dark. So Ryan is clothed for once. Yeah. Before dark, although Jason's Jason's backdrop is uh, reminding us that the darkness comes soon for us all. Yeah, it's daylight savings, so the dark will be here any second now. Mm. Well, we will we will make haste then because what we have done now that we're in November and it is time to give thanks. We thought we would give to the readers in the form of giving advice. From time to time, we do open up. We open up the floor for questions. Questions about what you ask. Questions about literally anything. Although they do tend to sort of focus on the same things. There's some big life questions that readers uh, would definitely want to know the answers to. We don't know the answers, but we're going to make really wild guesses at them. They ask about video games. They ask about um, cooking. They ask about all kinds of business. We are here to help you at the Shutdown Full Cast. So without any further ado... I think we need to get right into it. Um, let's start. Let, let's go alphabetically again. Holly, would you care to start with sure a reader if you question? Go alphabetically. Mm-hmm. 
All right, I do think it's very funny that of all the sections that we have on this spreadsheet that are split up by category, the one that we came the closest to filling out answers for every single question was the relationship section. Okay, pause for left. Definitely a point of expertise. I'm going to start with all 20Q. This is a Justin Fields apologist on Twitter. I decided to be passive aggressive and have loud sex to show my neighbors that I can hear their loud sex. I have now received a noise complaint from a different neighbor. The loud neighbors have been doing this for a month. <laughs> How can I continue to avoid mature confrontation? This sounds like very mature confrontation, but perhaps not in the way that you mean. Uh, I would go to the third neighbors, explain the situation, and ask them if they can dial it up. And at the very least, everybody in your building is going to be having thunderous ovations of orgasms. And maybe then your entire community will be a more relaxed and comfortable place to live. No one can I'm hear anything at, at a certain point, so no individual act is going to bother anyone. Just the, mm -hmm. they can't, the, the they can't wave of sound at all times. Yes, Baba Sparks mm -hmm. uh, uttered this. I think the yeah, problem the with prophet all, Bubba Sparks. The problem Bubba with all Sparks scenarios space. like this is that you can always inadvertently be stumbling into a shaggy situation where you're like, oh, the neighbors wait, wait, are constantly. Yeah. What? What? Which shaggy situation? How shaggy? Shag, we shaggy, about? the singer, not the um, shaggy. No, I mean shaggy bathroom floor situation. Yes. Yes. Where okay. you think, ah, oh, the neighbors are constantly having loud sex, and if you say this to one of the neighbors, they either say. You need to shut Ooh. the fuck up. Or the other one says, no, we're not. What? What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. <laughs> but I think, it's, I think it's safe just to take this first step in this situation because he needs to go to the neighbors who have complained about his loudness and tell yeah. them what's going on. And ask no, them no. Yes. I, yes. Yes. I just, I just, I feel like, I feel like we should address the premise of this question, which is my neighbors are constantly having sex with one another in the committed relationship that they're in, which it's like, hopefully... But also maybe not. I but some it, but it sounds like great sex is being had, and I don't feel like we should box that in. Or maybe it's just terrible argumentative sex. Like you're not good at this. Neither are you. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Huh. One thing we should say, particularly to our question submitter, is congrats on the sex. We're yeah. very yeah. big time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess mm -hmm. that's what he was actually going for, huh? Also, shouts out to the abs, the nut hating neighbor. Shouts out to the like. <laughs> The literal boner police that lives on your block. Like, what an absolute hater. That's Signed, like, nut-hating neighbor. I heard someone having fun. Holly, how do you open this conversation with the, the other set of neighbors, the nut-hating neighbors? Like, what's your... I'm going to open it. Okay, I'm going to open it this way. Okay, hear me out. Okay. But they already did. Allie, <laughs> <laughs> you... Um, I will go... I'm glad we solved that. I know. We got it. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Never talk to your neighbors. Listen, never, never de-escalate <laughs> when you can escalate. Esc never de-escalate when you can re-escalate. So I'm going to take from the, the, the big grown life uh, section. I'm going to take a question that I think is a real good quick one. Is it about irony? Nope. Okay. It is from David Adrian, who's going to give me a dunk. Should I buy a lake house? Yes. Can we come over? Can we? Yeah. Do you, get, do you need us to bring burgers? 
We will come to your lake house. I think you mean, should you buy us a lake house? And by that, yes, you should. The answer to this question for me is always the same as, should I buy a boat? No, you befriend people who have boats. Yeah, but the lake house, like, it's a lake house. But then it's so much better to have a friend with a lake house. But you can sell a lake house conceivably for as much or more money later. Mm-hmm. That can happen. Mm-hmm. A boat. Lake houses, lake houses are smart investments. It's so true. Yeah. 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 Okay, Spencer, buy a lake house. Okay. We are all buying lake houses. Mm-hmm. Actually, That's we are, not hang what on. we said. You, you How are, did that happen? You were the, uh, this is your idea. Okay, no, it is, da- it is David's idea. We are all no, going to David. buying one lucky reader a lake house. <laughs> it was David's idea to ask. It was your idea to affirm. Uh, I am affirming that David should buy one, and we're all coming over, David. You can't if be you there ha- all the time. If you have the money to buy a lake house, you should buy a lake house. Just do it. Like, yeah. What would have like, happened if Sandra Bullock or Keanu Reeves had not bought a lake house? This is the second Sandra Bullock invocation since we've gotten on the call today. Yeah. That's right. Huh. We're going to slow down. This bus will explode. Her spirit will come. Jason, you would be next. Oh, st- okay. I get it now. I don't um, like this alphabet tyranny. <laughs> what if we... St- let's knock out the relationships section. What if we try that? Um, yeah. yeah. Only one <laughs> let's I knock cl- out everybody's relationship. The only one I claimed there from comes from Maddie Lukewarm. Just got engaged. Should we elope or do a big wedding? Y- you should elope. If, uh, as, as long yeah. as your partner likes that idea. Otherwise, you should Absolutely. do a big wedding. <laughs> My point is, uh, uh, lean for one and just you know discover which happens. I think is the way to go. I have a secret answer to that, by the way, or like a, a pre-question that you should ask. Not for long. Which is, which is, um, is one side of the family demonstrably crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then you should definitely have a big wedding. Th- then you should definitely <laughs> elope. You should oh. definitely yeah, elope. Yeah. Well, I think are there? Are, do you know of any weddings where there was not a um, crazy at least quadrant involved? Yeah, but the de- it's a it's a degree of difficulty here that we're talking about. Not necessarily whether it's going to happen, but to what extent Ryan, that is going to happen. Ryan, your wedding was incredibly chill. Yeah, I think Spencer was probably the crazy quadrant, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. I was probably the least together person well, at led, your wedding. He led everybody to the dance floor. He just didn't have shoes. He was he was perfectly fine. He was perfectly well behaved. So he was yeah. yeah. It was either that or my um, old college roommate who came from. He was living in Denmark at the time. He came in the ugliest green suit I've ever seen. And when I asked him why, he said, "Because I will throw it out after this wedding and use the extra space in my suitcase to buy things to bring back to Denmark." <laughs> And like I couldn't even be mad at that's it. A, There's a logic a to it. Plan. Yeah, it's a great hack. And this he did. Your very own Jan Moss. This yep. is my Danish girlfriend, a full-size Lego figure. <laughs> I will say, um, I think Emily and I told this story on this podcast a few months ago. That like looking back at our wedding, we've we've said a thousand times we should have just eloped. That is partly because our wedding was paid for by us two poor um, adolescents. But regardless, <laughs> put us down. If you're taking votes here. Uh, Maddie, you got two votes for me and Emily for elope. Does elopement have like an unfair connotation of like, oh, we're sneaking away and see? <laughs> like our, we, we fled the village. No, I don't, think, I don't think that's unfair. I think that's the point of the thing, but I don't think that's always necessarily a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, are we? Does it have a negative aspersion that it does not de- deserve? Like, oh, are we are we failing negative, to acknowledge? I think it's a good brand. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think the negativity around that brand comes entirely from. Um, agitated parents who were probably going to put their thumb on the scale way too much at this wedding. Sure. 
Sure. I think we should stop calling it elope, and we should start calling it turbo wed. We d- we had a turbo. Oh, business we, idea. We did a speed run of our wedding. How about that's a, right? A there free, we go. We did. Free, we just did what if free we, arrange wedding? Mm-hmm. What if yeah. we wedding plan elopements? That's probably that's like business idea. That has to be a thing. That Let's has see. to I'm be a thing. I'm gonna type elopement planners. Put elopement planners Instagram, and I oh bet God. something will come. Dot, Easy and affordable oh, elopements, right. yep. elopement yep. packages, mm. yep. the greatest adventure weddings. Because well, like we're Dude, kidding, but like pop-up micro weddings. That was like the <laughs> oh, second. Ooh. Oh no! Now I hate yeah. it. No, this now was I like know. the second. That'll, that'll sell though. That was like the second busi- biggest business in Las Vegas for decades. Was this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that here's a really good ranch. one. Can we bring back the divorce ranch? Here's what a really good one. Range? Here's a really good. I'm not. Oh sorry, my this, god! This is, hold on, Jason. Okay. Go ahead. Jason, I'm going to plug. I'm, I'm going to plug ranch. the name of a website. I don't know okay. anything about this business. It's an elopement package website. It's called Let's Not and Say We Did. Not like. Wow! wow. Okay, I love wow. that. Nicely done. Fuck. Three. What is the divorce ranch? Okay, the divorce ranch is a real thing because I don't know what state laws are like now, um, but back in the at least uh, at least up until the 1960s you could get an elopement a no fault elopement this is a plot point in godfather Wait, the book an annulment mm-hmm. or uh, a no a no fault divorce okay cuz you, you said a no fault you said a no fault elopement and i was very confused sorry sorry, sorry i was ahead. thinking uh, a, a no fault divorce if you in uh, in nevada but you had to establish residency for like 6 months so some genius or a group of geniuses got up the idea and they set up these basically like bachelorette ranches but for like recently married but for like divorcing women in reno where you could come it was basically like a spa right Right. but also kind of like camp so like you come and stay at this place for like six months and you know you can have your mail sent there you can get your driver's license there because you live there and then at the end bang quickie divorce um plug a woman who i consider to be my uh later in life stepmother she wrote a book about this that came out earlier this year called better luck next time it is set in one of these ranches it is a fucking hoot uh and i suggest you all read it it's called better luck next time by julia claiborne johnson um a dear motherly figure to me and uh it is absolutely deranged and i think full cast readers will really like it but yes divorce ranches were real Yep. So so was the Haitian divorce, not just the song title. You could go to Haiti and get a unilateral divorce, meaning only one party had to assent to it. I like that. Hey! <laughs> By the way, no-fault divorces are also possible in Georgia after six months, which is why I moved back to Georgia. We should just start GeorgiaDivorceRanches.biz. I like that we have the same. There. I like that we have the same language for divorce that we have for car crashes. Basically. <laughs> no fault. <laughs> also, I had a big wedding and I loved it. Like I had a jolly good time, and it was an excuse to throw a large party. So there, there's there's one vote for big wedding. Just throw the party that you want, and don't worry if it's too if it's not wedding like or uh, don't worry about that. Just throw the party that you want. I will I will follow this up with a quick one under the relationship category that would be from play-by-play at mgo play-by-play i'm guessing you're a michigan fan um and thus this is a question you're probably like actually sincerely asking with some some real angst and i'm going to do my best to respect that while also giving you the kind of answer i'm going to give you which is um they want to know how do i tell my family i'm going on vacation in asia instead of home (laughs) for christmas (laughs) um don't They'll, so, they'll find out. So the sincere way to do this is to say, 
I'm not coming home for Christmas because I have an opportunity to do something that you don't get to do very often in life. I'm very sorry. I will call, but this is what I am doing, okay? And I want you to be prepared for this. Someone's going to be mad. Someone might be mad for a real long time, especially if they say, oh, I'm not mad. They're mad. It's fine. You're just going to have to let that go and understand that there are costs associated with this. You paid for a plane ticket, but you didn't anticipate paying the emotional cost that was going to be someone in your family being upset with you. That's fine because, one, they'll get over it, and two, you you don't get this back. Take this opportunity. Go do it. That is a weirdly intelligent take out of Spencer because I think a lot of times – no, I mean emotionally intelligent – because I think a lot of times when people ask, how can I, they're not asking how they can do it because the answer, and I'm not, I'm not putting this, uh, I'm not putting this strategy on the reader at all. But a lot of times when people ask, how can I X, they're not asking how can I, because the how can I is obvious. They're asking, how can I do this without consequences? And that's not really possible. If you square the consequences with yourself uh, and be honest with your loved ones, I think that's probably the move and if you can't bring yourself to do that maybe examine why i would also encourage you that if you're going to miss a christmas with your family for this do the hell out of it do not half-ass this okay don't don't say oh well i'll just go to two places no man you go to like eight like like do this to the hilt Okay, now that we've done the sincere answers, can we do the answers that we were talking about Absolutely. before we started recording? What I think you should do is I think that on Christmas Day, you should FaceTime them from downtown Tokyo, you know, so they can all see and be like, I'm, hey, I'm at the exit. Yeah, I'm at the exit. I'm five minutes out. And just see what I've they do. I've got cranberries. Yeah. You guys uh, just save some, save some ham for me. Call in from the Great Wall and be like, <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> I'll be over in a minute as you show them the Great Barrier God, Reef. God, night ham across the international dateline would be amazing. Yeah. So Does I it just become add, I, day ham at that point. That's what I'm wondering. Is it both that's, night uh, and day ham? Does it become? That's that's that's, that's overnight ham. <laughs> oh my God, we've invented mm. time ham. We invented DHL ham. DHL overnight <laughs> ham anywhere in the world. So that's how. So that's how you do it. You just Facetime them from the middle of Lumpini Park in Bangkok on Christmas Day. We get it. You've been to Asia. Yes. I have. See? Go. Go do it. You can be as magical as I am. Spencer's done it, so therefore you should, too. It's definitely not. I can exactly. name a lot of places in Asia. We're trying to make the case, y'all. Okay. Do things Spencer has done. Do things I have done. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got in the relationship section? Okay. I'm going to take one. Okay. Does everybody know what Hinge is? Because I had to look this up. The app. It is a dating app, correct? Sort of. It's a dating app. Uh, le- hang on. Let me ask the question first. This is from the Bearded Casey on Twitter. Should I stop making jokes when replying to people's prompts on Hinge since I never get replies to them? <laughs> this is another one of those questions where you don't actually want advice. You want to be told that what you're doing is correct. Now, I want to put a couple of things out here. Hinge is apparently an, an app that is plugged into Facebook. And the point of Hinge is that it looks for matches that you have mutual friends with. So not only are you turning these people off, Casey, with your constant jokes, all of your mutual friends now stand a risk of finding out that you are out there dicking around on Hinge uh, with people that you both know. So you may not only be tanking future non-existent relationships, you may be tanking current ones. 
um, by just sending out jokes. Also, if people are on a smartphone dating app and um, they're women, they they already know where to go to find dudes who think they're funny. It's the entire rest of the internet. Maybe try having a personality a little bit first before you reveal your true form. Uh, the other piece of advice that I would throw out the opposite of this is just to keep doing what you're doing because this is clearly who you are and they need to know about that yeah no I, I think you need to continue this heavy signaling okay i'm only coming down hard on this because i followed the uh i followed his tweet thread down and i saw some of these jokes yeah they, so this is a warning they gotta know the, this is, i okay. feel like he's performing a public service well, on himself isn't this but, a question? Isn't this a question of science, though? Like, Casey has identified. Is the he jokes. naturally select? Is he naturally removing himself from the herd? That's mm -hmm. not where I was yeah. going, but maybe. Casey <laughs> has identified the jokes as the causal factor in the lack of replies, and I mm -hmm. think to <laughs> test this theory, you have to try non-joke replies, yeah. and see if they yield anything. If they don't, okay. the jokes aren't the problem. I don't know what Damn. that means. The problem is, face. I don't know yeah. what it means. The problem is, okay. and I and I wish you the best of luck. But from a purely is is a causing B, you need a control group, right? That's a fair point. Um, as a repost, can I read a couple of the jokes to you because I, you gave examples? Th this person willingly put them online. Yeah, I, they did. And so yeah, I can't stop. Legally, I have no recourse here. I have not there read them, but I feel myself pre-cringing. Oh, yeah, 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 you should. Let's go. There are so there are apparently conversational prompts on Hinge where they're like my most controversial like prompt tweets, right? And you mm -hmm. you people fill these out mm. and you can reply to them. Uh, so he replied to somebody's most controversial opinion, which is they don't like combining chocolate and peanut butter together, by saying Reese's will do that for you. Oh boy. Uh, and let's see, we've got. Uh, best travel story. I went to Stockholm by myself for a week and met a few local women and stayed out partying with them until 5 a.m. And Casey says, are you sure they didn't hold you captive and you developed a bond with them over time? Like the syndrome. Uh, ah! Someone see? was asked their irrational fear Not and bad. they said tsunamis. And he said, it's the silent T, isn't it? Feels like they can sneak up on you. I can't believe this This guy's not overflowing. So the, so the common thread here is these are very wordplay heavy. Uh -huh. Oh, oh, no, oh. And um, I think, I and I think. Oh, you, you just saw the last I one, I just you? saw the next okay, one. Okay, this is the last right. one. Oh, All right. um, my ass hurts. I hate ketchup. <laughs> I hate ketchup, says one user. Okay. That's okay. Good to know if it's condiment to be from the start. Actual. Casey, I think you should keep being exactly who you are. I've uh -huh. changed my mind. Yeah, that, one, that, that one's sharp. Keep, that one's keep good. doing this because I don't want these people. I don't want these people to go in without knowing the real you. Okay, and, I will say this look, though: somebody is going to somebody is going to find right. this cute. Yes, yes. So there's a lady out there who's like, Poor I dude. like a big corny unfunny man. <laughs> right, and they, baby, that's you. That's fine. Go be, go be your big, corny, unfunny self, because somebody's out there is going to be like, I love it. I'm picking this up. All right? It is, better, is, it is better to do that than to pretend to be somebody you're not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please don't spring this aspect of your personality on them in, like, month six. So, so I think would pretending to be what you're not, that would be like going and copying other people's jokes or whatever. 
I I, I I will defend the condiment one. Let's put that. On yeah, the no, I mean, I like I, this is Jason happily married longer than any of us. This is this is you. This is you, and I think I'm I'm actually really proud of you for submitting that because that's hard, and the honesty's bracing. I'm not proud of him for submitting it. He just it, wanted attention. These he are just attention from us that he's not getting from the dating app. These are and just he got it. These are just very hard, like first things to throw at somebody. Like this is yeah. the first thing. If it's it's one thing if you are in a conversation and you try this as line four, but like to immediately go to this place is, is a very aggressive move. It's it is, it's yes. an onside kick. On, it's an onside kick on the first kickoff of the game, and it's like if it works, man, you're gonna have a great game. But most of the time, it's gonna be very bad, and, and everyone's <laughs> gonna be 40. mad at you. Everyone's gonna be so bad at you. First down opposition on the 38-yard line. Quit Anticipated points, Quit game. <laughs> Sim to end. Sim, quit game, restart, restart dynasty. What if you had a controller to take to dates that you could just push at people? It doesn't necessarily have to work. They just have to see you hitting the mute button. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, does Hinge not work if you don't have Facebook? I don't know. Like, because that would be, because I just see any Facebook Facebook accessorized mm -hmm. or attached dating network as eventually like props being like Patriot Patriot tell me <laughs> imagine limiting your dating pool to people who have Facebook yeah that seems bad that might be how you run into dudes like Casey I don't know there are a lot of casual people who just have Facebook I, I get it I don't endorse it but yeah and I hope it's geolocated or and else maybe you want it really and maybe you want to date aunts and uncles, in which case, <laughs> go ahead, man. Aunts and uncles need love. Uncles That's need right. lots of love. They uncles do. need a lot of love. Warm, tender, I'm a giver. Also, I own 48 AR-15s. Oh, my God. The it's almost coming. old enough for my Uncle Buster sweatpants. One Not for quite. each of our true United States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you, Delaware. <laughs> Um, all right, I will take oh, this. I know my brain is broken because I just heard Casey go, DeLaw, where? Get it? That's a corporate uh, governance joke. Somebody else do something. This is from Bilbo Swaggins at OskiWowWow IL on Twitter. It's a very mm -hmm. long username. Should I ask my girlfriend to marry me on Christmas in Chicago or in Hawaii in February? She loves Christmas and Hawaii, so both are equally special. <laughs> she hates public proposals. And so both will be private. I don't have like a clear answer here, but I can walk you through the calculus. Number one, if you get married, if you get engaged on Christmas, you will. The pro is it will be very easy to remember this. You have associated this special time in your life with a date on the calendar that it literally comes on the calendar. So you will uh, sort of do yourself a solid and not have to add one more file to your uh, memory. The con mm -hmm. is you will be one of 50 people in your circle who got engaged on Christmas. And that's fine. Like, maybe that matters to you. Maybe it doesn't. But, like, Christmas is just one of those times where it's like, open Instagram. Okay, here are the 10 people who got engaged this Christmas. That's just the, the way it and goes. And you don't care, but your partner might. The other con there is that if 
either of you have large families, if anybody's got a sibling uh, with a birthday right around Christmas, you've hijacked Christmas. Yes. And it, whoever and else it, you were celebrating with. Yes. And you are also probably hijacking that this immediate Christmas, wherever you're mm-hmm. going. Like you have now, and yeah. maybe they're fine. Maybe it's a small thing and it doesn't matter. Maybe it's fine. Or maybe you hate them and you want to make this about you. And if so, I celebrate that. Um, the, but just know uh, that there's going to be an impact. So the Hawaii part of this question um, is, I think, a little easier to thread, which is if you get engaged in Hawaii, the pro and the con are really one and the same. Um, going back to the place where you got engaged will not be easy, will not be a thing you do frequently. If that's important to you, like some people want to go back to the restaurant that they got engaged in every year on their anniversary or every so often or whatever. And if it's in Hawaii, you're probably not doing that. The pro to that is now you have built in very easy and hopefully very memorable uh, anniversary things. You can, hey, we've been together for five years, 10 years, we're going back to Hawaii because that's where we got engaged, whatever, whatever. Um, as far as like, which one is better, it like, I would probably tilt slightly in favor of Hawaii because Christmas in Chicago feels like there are other factors that can just sort of like go wrong. The weather can suck. Travel can be a problem, whatever. But if you get to Hawaii and it's February, everything will probably be pretty awesome and chill. And that feels like a better headspace to be in to propose to somebody and to be proposed to. Whereas the Christmas Chicago one feels like there's just more going on. So so I would I would personally probably tilt towards the Hawaii February option that said all of these things ultimately come down to what you think your partner will like best. You have thought about that. You have sort of considered both of them. Which is great. The fact that you know, this is great. Yes. I will say she likes Christmas and she likes Hawaii. I'm like, well, Christmas will always be there. Like Christmas will always be there and special. If you can tell the, the damn liberals, Take it. That's right. Yeah, That's right. No, and then, but then it. you can't celebrate your anniversary on Christmas anymore because <laughs> it's been removed from the calendar. We just jumped from the twenty fourth yeah. to the twenty sixth. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't. Ha- and look, look at that. You're not even legally engaged anymore. Shit. Yep. Also, you could have the perfect plan to propose in February in Hawaii. And if you find a moment that feels like the moment and it's just like upon you in Christmas, do it. And then make the trip to Hawaii like a celebration of the fact that y'all got engaged and go boo up. Yeah, you know, there's you can do this. this is not the fact that you've thought about this at all and knows and know what your partner like likes and doesn't like. That's good. You're the, ahead of the game. These are all good signs. I'm going to be the lone dark sider here and say this. If she says no, you're still in Hawaii. Do it in Hawaii. OK, because if she says no at Christmas, you got all kinds of complications. Sure. Okay? And then but you've ruined says, Christmas for yourself. And then you've ruined Christmas for everybody <laughs> this else. This is the plot of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You're just yeah. doing Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm, I have fine. seen. On the was, other hand. Maybe, on the other hand, if she says no in Chicago, you can probably make it home. You are an Illinois fan. You can scurry mm. away and sure. nurse your wounds. Sure. Would hey, you Brett- rather be stuck on a tiny island with the like saddest memory of uh, of, of recent memory? Right. Right. Plus, because well, yeah, you, you might the other thing is, and then write your Dracula puppet musical. The, the other thing is, um, hates public proposals, so both will be private. If it's if it's in Chicago, are we talking like a, a hotel lobby rented out or something? You know what I mean? Like it, this is a mm-hmm. busy, busy, bustling time in a busy city. It, it just yeah. feels easier to find a private space in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But I, I like what Holly said that you know, 
when the moment is the right, that's the moment. And then also, if you know, if if the Hawaii trip happens as well, um, we we I think we wish you luck, Bilbo Swaggins. The hardest the hardest part of this will be if you decide to wait to Hawaii. I assume you already have the ring you're going to use to propose. You have to hold on to that ring for an extra two months. Not this is Bilbo sign. we're talking That's, about. You're here. right. That, you're right. Ah. It's built into the question. I Just apologize. Don't, do not. Whatever you do, do not let mm-hmm. Gandalf take it, or Gandalf yeah. will take your GF. Sure, sure. And he will it, push you out of the door. Yeah. Go to Hawaii, propose, and then immediately throw the ring into a volcano. And then immediately, leave, <laughs> you could, leave for could actually years. be done. <laughs> Hand Aww. it to her and say, keep it secret. Keep mm-hmm. it safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She'll love it. And then call her the precious, my precious. the rest of your days. I know several women <laughs> and who then, would fall at your feet if you called them the precious. Man, listen. Pacific, like the Pacific, Ryan knows who I'm talking about. I do. So That's what scares me. Like he has a headache. A Hawaiian Lord of the Rings would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. White Shores, brother. White Shores. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm thinking about Robert Kakala. Next question before I get sad. Okay. Uh, hang on. Are we still trying to fill out the relationship question? Let's jump to a new section. Okay, new section. Uh, I'm going to. You know what? I want to do this one from uh, a person who is asking a question that I am kind of irked by. Like I'm interested by it, but I'm also kind of irked by this theme of question, and I'll explain why. And the answer from Sportsish. I'm going to go from Sportsish. Which is from Matthew Ruskin. I think it's a good question, but I want to explain why there's like, it's a little faulty. Matthew says, I've never been a huge EPL fan. What team should I support? Okay, whenever anyone asks this question, okay, it presupposes that one can just apply said team to the forehead and by osmosis immediately like them. Flip it on the other end. No one ever says, what, what should my favorite sandwich be? Oh, it's, it's tuna salad. Done. I'm a tuna salad man. No. You do it by eating a bunch of sandwiches. Go go watch some teams. <laughs> go watch some. Te- Why don't you watch some? Like, go out there and actually watch some, and I guarantee you one of them will seem cooler than the others. You'll find something about them where you go, hey, that's my team. Are you, like, could you make a mistake? Yeah, I'm going to make one little, like, caveat and say, if you're watching an EPL team and you go, ooh, they're cool. I would suggest that you go look and make sure that they're kind of good because there is nothing more miserable than trying to onboard and go, hey, I really like this team. You go, yeah, they're going to be relegated in two years and they won't come back for a decade and you won't be able to watch any of their games on anything except for like pubbrawl.tv. That's the only place that they show. (laughs) I'm sold. Let's check that. It's lonely. Pubbrawl.tv. See if I got it. Lonely pubbrawl.net. Yeah, it's Mm, about to be. Hold on. Hold on, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Pubbrawl.tv. We will now for televise all... your soccer league. That's where we see AFC Wimbledon play, right? So we see them on pubbrawl.tv because, yeah, the EPL you'll, you'll has. You'll some... never brawl alone. <laughs> you'll never brawl alone. Uh, so I would make sure that you actually, I would cheat a little bit, make sure that you're rooting for uh, a, a pretty decent team make sure that they've actually won something in the past like 20 years before you do that or do what i did and say that you're a fulham fan because there is an owner who put a michael jackson statue outside the stadium for no reason (laughs) other than he really likes michael jackson yep 
That is how I picked my team. I've been happy ever since. Not about the soccer, just about yeah, my choices. But, but go watch some. Not even the same owner anymore, but that's another story. Yeah, go go watch some. Go try some. Don't you know, Forty-five dollars for PubBrawl.tv? <laughs> what the fuck? fuck? That? fuck Ryan, that. Gonna, I could buy a soccer team for that. I'm gonna quote Shane Beamer, son. Scared money don't make money. God, which, forty-five which, which fucking dollars. Here's a um a spin-off question. All right. Ryan, from, I'll pay for it. Yeah. From Chris at Comprof Ortega. I'm a listener who doesn't really watch any college football. Should I pick a team to follow which one? This is the exception. No. I think Spencer is right in that, you know, the idea that you can just adopt a team and give a shit about it. No. Just you gotta marinate and one will one will uh, reveal itself to you. College football is the exception. We have done the work for you. You are now a pit fan. Congratulations. Oh uh, yeah. There we go. Default. Well done. Um Welcome to the family from uh flga line sucks on twitter how do i deal with a good team like might win it all team oh which one are you talking about there i heard no who the, who could that be probably probably not florida sounds like georgia um yeah i will say this uh speaking of the state of georgia the one season that i wish i had enjoyed more while it was happening was the year that ended very poorly for the Falcons. I look back on, and I, I remember a lot of games, a lot of special moments of having like, oh, we, shit, we have the coolest offense in the NFL. This is awesome. And there's that sense of like, but this doesn't matter if we don't win at all. Fuck that. Live in the moment. Enjoy each awesome play. Enjoy each game. Enjoy each Saturday. Don't worry about the future. The future doesn't exist. And maybe neither do you. Once it gets here. That's the howling void. It's the noise of the howling void. This is the hounding void. The hounding void. All right, I'll take one. All right. Because it's kind of related. Kenneth Martin 7 on Twitter says, How do you continue watching college football but break the cycle of addiction and stop watching your team but on a miserable performance every week? Asking Holly in particular, who sounds like she has decoupled from Tennessee nicely. There's been some recent confusion about this because... Hi, Betty. I do not watch Tennessee games, and I would like to point out at this time that this does not mean the same thing as existing in an information blackout at your team. It just means you don't watch these games live. Uh, there are years when my father, a Tennessee-degreed, lifelong Tennesseeer, married to another lifelong Tennesseeer who put two children through Tennessee, well, one halfway through Tennessee, that's another story, uh, he won't watch the games at all when the season is too stressful. He will um, he will put them on DVR, and if they win, he will watch the game. And if they don't win, he will delete it. And I respect that. I, I respect that. Uh, I respect that kind of you know all or nothing approach. Uh, mine is a little bit different. You know, I watched I watched two drives from the Kentucky game because I was told there were interesting things happening in them, but. <sighs> This all comes back to what you are expecting to get out of watching college football and adjusting that. Uh, I don't think that putting your entire emotional well-being on the backs of 22, 18 to 23 year olds, 13, 15, 16 times a year is super healthy. It sure is funny. and It sure does give us a great living when other people do it. I don't think it is a uh, – Bo had this in his Twitter profile for a while. We shouldn't have this much access to each other. 
uh, it, it, it becomes weirder and weirder to do that the more you're able to learn about these players, about these teams, about these coaches, about these institutions in real time. Uh, but you, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with your team, breaking this cycle of being, being depressed about your team. It just has everything to do with you. Take the enjoyment where you can get it and don't leave the heavy stuff with you for too long. It's heavy. Put it down. If it's real heavy shit, like, uh, say your university's handling of title nine, I can say from experience that quitting going to games sucks for a couple of years. Uh, but your people will understand. And if they don't, then they're not really your people. I think the main thing is you have to accept it's hilarious when your team loses. Everyone else Absolutely. is laughing at your team, and there's no reason you shouldn't as well. There is no obligation that if they win, you feel happy. Therefore, you owe them sadness if they lose. No, you don't. But no. that, there's a difference. You're right. I agree with that. But there's a difference between I can accept the humor and the levity when my team fucks up, and I feel obligated to watch them when they are not entertaining. Yeah, like there's that's... no hero. There's no heroism to that. It doesn't make you a Big Ten. I'm listening. I'm looking at you, and I think it's probably because y'all had to watch so much NFL growing up. This is an especially prevalent affliction in the Big Ten of like, oh, I I soldier through this because I, you know, I enjoy pain. Man, nobody likes feeling like that either. You get something real out of it, whether that's hanging out with your friends in the parking lot before, or watching during, or going out to party after or you have some kind of family tradition that you enjoy carrying on. You have one player you particularly enjoy watching, but like nobody is helped by continuing to consume an inferior product and insisting that this makes you some kind of better human being. I disagree. That's just stupid. I disagree. Oh, okay. Somebody is somebody nope, somebody is helped and it's the people who make money off it. Like once you kind of one, yep. I'm not saying it's helped in a good way, but I'm no, saying no, you're absolutely right. The benefit of building this gatekeeping mechanism of if you're not with us through thick and thin and with us means going to games and buying shit and watching all these games on television and the commercials that come with them like that feels like a very natural way to separate the worthy from the unworthy. But what it really is, is a way to keep the coffers rich and flowing even when the results aren't there. This is like the one of the only businesses at this point that relies on that premise that you to be a good member of the club must keep spending even mm -hmm. if you're having a bad time. Like even a casino when you're losing will give you drinks will comp you a buffet because they're like, hey, we recognize that you have to have a good time here. So, mm. like, once you sort of recognize that that portrayal of loyalty as a marketing tool, mm. you can kind of walk away from it and not feel as bad about it, especially in the sport where th most of this money that you're spending doesn't go to the people who are risking medical injury for it. I, it's okay to bandwagon. That's a fucking lie oh, yeah. that you can't badwagon. Mm -hmm. There's nothing cool. There's about no such thing as a real fan or an unreal fan. There's no such thing. There's I, no I right invested, or wrong way to fan. I invested zero agony, turmoil, um, et cetera, in the Atlanta baseball team for decades. But I celebrated because they won a championship. Because why the fuck wouldn't I? Sure. It's Listen, there is something fun about being invested of your own choice in somebody who goes from not good to good. 
if like I know Cavs fans who when they finally broke through and won a, won the finals, it was like this is fucking great for them. And I get that. And I'm not like but it should be a choice and it should be a choice you make because you're getting something out of it and not because you have been bullied into this sense of if I do if I don't do this, I'm not a good fan. I think there there's one thing that I that has gotten me through really shitty Florida football seasons. You've had two national titles in the past 20 years. You don't get to complain. Well, yet. And, and it has actually made me, I think, a better fan overall. Okay. And it has made the sport there, you see, I was better for there. me is this. Okay. I now watch for players. Like that's okay. I watch for I watch for players and I watch for players put in good positions. It is really fun, for instance, to watch Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Because all they do is, is drop bombs. That's all Tennessee does is drop bombs and punt. That's it. And it's really it's just been really fun watching the light come on for some players. I like watching N'Kobe Dean at Georgia, even though I despise Georgia, because how could you not love watching N'Kobe Dean? He is just like the dog at the fence. Just the, the most fun that you'll have. Because they're also not here for long. And also, they're not going to be that player for long. He's going to be a more polished and controlled player, controlled player eventually. But right now, man, that guy would that guy would hit the yard marker if he thought it had the ball. It's beautiful. I absolutely love it. So that's if I had one thing, I'd go, well, you know, like what can make it better for you? That. And well, I, I feel like we glossed over a response, and I wanna, I wanna pull back on one more thing. I said there's no such thing as a real fan or a good fan, and I can hear some of you saying, okay, what about the dudes with? Uh, Bama, Lakers, Duke, basketball, Dallas Cowboys in their bio. Um, I (laughs) think that those dudes do serve a purpose, which is that they are hilarious. Yeah. And also, uh, they're harming absolutely no one. No one. They're hilarious, and they're harming absolutely no one. Yeah, leave Drake alone. people. <laughs> the thing yeah. with they, I mean, look how much look how much material we've gotten out of Ch- Kenny Chesney, who again, I must remind you, drinks Malibu and Diet Coke and does not tip. Look how much mileage we've gotten out of Kenny Chesney's bandwagoning over the years. The thing with uh, I got in a lot of questions about Tennessee this year because they're turning a corner, and I, you know, I, me and not going to Tennessee games is a different thing than me and not watching Tennessee games. Uh, I, I, I don't watch because they're stressful. I root for the kids, most of them. But when it comes to, you know, supporting the school in person, it's like voting. Uh, my school does not care that I have not been to a game since 2015 and have no intention of going back until they really, really, really adjust their approach to Title IX. Hi, Betty. It would matter if there were, you know, uh, again, like voting. It would it, By myself, I don't do much. It would matter if there were 100,000 to me, but... This is just something that I felt like I couldn't support anymore uh, with my dollars because of the way they had handled some things behind the scenes. And that's me. That's just me. I'm still going to I'm still going to root for these kids. Uh, I still (laughs) I still want the best for this beautiful this beautiful band of snake bitten uh, cursed warriors. But. Yeah, I don't feel the I don't feel the need on any given Saturday to put myself through this. And if you ask why, I would point you to uh, the past fifteen years. Am I insane or are you? Two things can be true. But anyway, also there we got a bunch of questions like this. Uh, I, I would like to think because my my philosophy is taking hold over you know how do I decouple from this team? It's college football. It's pretty easy, dude. There's seventy five games on any given Saturday. Yeah. It's easy. 
It's very different. Game. It's very different from like <laughs> I've decided to abandon my local NFL team. It's like, well, too bad, fucko. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the one o'clock game local <laughs> to you. Like yep. you, you are. It is very like I don't. The Titans are fine. I don't have strong feelings about them one way or the other. But like. Local I'm, liberal I'm, Ryan Nanny local. says the Titans are fun. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but like, that's <sighs> what I have to watch. That's not true of college football. Like you always, there's always something else you can watch and it's probably pretty entertaining. It's not like college yeah. football because the Nashville team is not fine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's, it's less. Hey, they played know, South I, Carolina a lot tighter than Florida did. All right, it's true. It's true. A lot tighter than Florida Which, did. Mar, mar, tra- transitively, and you didn't think that was so funny at all, by the way. <laughs> we are, and also, we're not acting like we have all like we, we have all arrived at these beautiful, complete places at our journeys. Spencer, you didn't think Saturday was funny at all. Um, um, no, no. I, I, find, I, I find it. I find it funny now, yeah. but at the time, at the time, I, I'm still at the point because I'm obviously super mature where it can make me miserable for a minute. This is the one thing where I do believe I have found some sort of transcendence because I watched on Sunday the Atlanta Falcons were up. I think the score was 25 to 6 against the one team I give a shit about beating the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) Were you you waiting for it? I was like, holy fuck, this is going to be so fucking funny when we blow this. The one game all year I care about, beating them there. That's all I care about. We can go 1 in 16 as long as we beat them there. That's it. And we're going to blow it. This is the funniest thing in the world. Once you reach that state, I think you have ascended and you are done. Jeannie, you're free. Can I? I um, used to describe Tennessee football fandom as having a third degree burn. Like you can see the chars on your flesh, but nothing hurts anymore. And it is only after going through that that I arrived at this Gandalf the White stage on the other side. Can I swing the wheel wildly to another lane? Yeah, hang on. I just wanted to say that I am more powerful and have better hair than in the first two movies. And I have a kick-ass horse. And cloaks. Cloaks. Cloaks, So many cloaks. Yeah. This is from Trojan Um, Chemist. Is buying a chainsaw a worthwhile investment? Hand in the dirt. God, so, yes. So first of all, the only worthwhile investment is acorns.com slash fullcast. So when you buy this chainsaw, what will happen is, uh, say, you, say you pay $200.10 for this chainsaw, that means 90 cents are going into your retirement fund at mm-hmm. acorns.com slash fullcast, which means with that $5 starter boost, you now have $5.10 on which to retire. But that sounds like a pretty good deal. You can retire for several minutes on that, but wait. That $5.10 is going into the market. Investment stuff's happening. And not bullshit like NFTs. Bullshit I don't understand is happening. Not that I understand NFTs either. But the actual market is happening. For the one for old people, not the one for young people. So by the time you do retire, you'll have far more than $5.10. And a chainsaw. Um, how are the chainsaw sons doing in their uh, investment portfolios these days, Spencer? Uh, I'm going to give everybody the update on that. The uh, the the gap, by the way, has flipped. An what? Unprecedented what? flip. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, um, it had been that the by the dip that the younger son, uh-huh. right, had been embezzling money, Correct. taking money away. Yes. Therefore, he was behind the elder son. Something has changed because, because after 
after the past three weeks, something in either in either one of their portfolios has shifted so that the younger son is now, in fact, substantially ahead <laughs> of the older son. <laughs> the by, last shall be first. It was there. The, by, the by, by, is that what happened? By fifty-four dollars. What? Fifty-four. Damn. Yes. He was behind like eighty dollars not that long ago. Uh huh. We have had a we have had a triple-digit swing in the other direction. Do you suspect foul play? Uh, um, only, on, only on Go Ninety. Oh uh, yeah, no. Only... <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. one suspects Go Ninety. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> no one even suspected it at the time. R.I.P. Go 90. <laughs> Real homies never die. So he's up 50. I can't believe this. Yeah, he's up 65. 65. What? Wow. Have you yeah. um, have you interviewed? Uh, no, 55. 55. Do we have any? Um, I, we're going to be discussing this because I think maybe uh, I have a theory, and that's because the younger one's going been going super hard in crypto. Now, by <laughs> crypto, I mean... <laughs> Roblox. My, my crypto, Roblox. yeah, Roblox. That's yeah, Roblox. It's Roblox. And it, this is. Yeah. I have no. I I have no doubt that if I go down this rabbit hole and I follow the money and ferret out the exact criminal conspiracy my younger child is running here, that it involves some sort of cryptocurrency attached directly to Rob, uh, Robux, <laughs> right? Because I've given him more Robux. I got to admit, he's probably like fifteen bucks ahead in terms of total Robux, just because. He's a hustler. He's more persistent about it, you know? The elder one has other interests. He's like, no, Robux, Dad. I need Robux. So this is some sort of crypto move that he's made. Acorns.com slash fullcast. Crypto moves and shit. <laughs> for children. <laughs> for children. Crypto moves Kid for children. <laughs> um, t- to answer this question. Brat coin. Uh, we fear him. To answer this question straightforwardly, is buying a chainsaw a worthwhile investment? I apply the tuxedo logic to everything, which is very simple. Hmm. You uh, determine the cost of renting a tuxedo, and then you compare it to the cost of purchasing a tuxedo. And if you can honestly look at yourself and say, I will wear the tuxedo X times where X multiplied by the rental cost exceeds the cost of purchasing the the tuxedo outright, then yes, it's a good investment. Now, the good news is... Unlike a tuxedo, a chainsaw does not require your waist to stay the same size. It does not require you to have to get invited to formal events. It does not require like you to commit to one style. You just well, gotta you have stuff invi- you want to chop up. Brian, you've just invented the chainsaw corset. I was gonna say you just invented the. You, we just invented the chainsaw ball, the one formal event where you do need a chainsaw to show up. What? So let's combine the two. I think you yeah. should buy a tuxedo and a chainsaw. If the tuxedo doesn't yeah. fit you, what do you do? You tailor it with the chainsaw. That's correct. That is how tailoring mm-hmm. works. Yes. Um, I the will say look that is so popular nowadays. Renting a chainsaw is deeply satisfying. Buying a chainsaw has a little more pressure because then you have to decide which chainsaw you're getting. Renting a chainsaw, you just show up and you're like, give me that one. And you take it home and you chainsaw some shit. So so I would say if you're not committed to this idea, go rent one, try it out for a day, see how you feel. But ultimately, yeah, you're probably going to use it enough that it's worth buying a chainsaw, right? Also, that you may be in a place, I don't know where this person lives, you may be in a place where you will really need one. When you need one, you will really, really need sure. one, i.e. Florida or any other place with extreme weather Zombies. where you're going to have 
Yeah, zombies. That's another thing. Um, if you happen to want to audition to be the mascot for the Portland Timbers, that is definitely something you're going to need if that's a dream of yours because it's a bring your own chainsaw kind of job. Like, like the people in the Mad Max Fury Road universe who didn't buy chainsaws before society fell were probably pretty pissed. Like those are the people who are like begging for water and shit. The people with chainsaws, they're driving cars. The people they have the remember. Chainsaw. Those be, are the people who need relationship advice. Be your own Immortan Joe. Be That's your own right. Immortan Joe in life. That's right. You know what we don't see in those movies oh. is tuxedos. Hold on, so. Server. What do you mm-hmm. got? What do you got? Well, there's been some wishy washiness here, and I just want to say <laughs> out I just want to say outright from, from my perspective, you can follow Hit D Pod on Twitter. Uh, Hand of the Dirt, a gardening podcast mm-hmm. about football. Really it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle podcast. It's really a lifestyle podcast. Um it's Shops. really a, it's really a server fights with Hartzell podcast. Yeah, probably more <laughs> that. Shop smart, shop s smart. Buy a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Buy it. Get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Have it. Own it. Keep it forever. You will never regret it. You're right. I'm only hedging because if you live in an apartment, don't buy a chainsaw. You don't need that. Yeah. Okay. You absolutely don't need a chainsaw. Any other situation, I, you need one. Yeah. I do not have a chainsaw because I don't have any yard equipment of my own because I live in a house that is very old and very cute, but does not have any kind of storage in terms of carport shed. shed. I, I need a shed. I'm going to get a shed. I haven't gotten a shed. I'm getting around to a shed at some point, but Christmas no carport, shed. nor garage. Christmas shed. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> no carport, shed. No garage, no storage of any kind. And if I keep a chainsaw anywhere in this house... Um, Spencer's sons are going to find it. Yeah, there is so that. There is. It that. is uh, all the fun yard shit is is uh, being left to the professionals for now. But that's because of my living situation. In all other instances, also, I agree with. I, so I cool. know they do the big car, the big bow for Christmas cars, which I don't. But if you like woke up on Christmas morning and there was a fully assembled shed with a bow on it, that would fucking rule. I would love a Christmas t- shed. Do you want to tell him? I have a giant bow. We actually already have a giant car bow for reasons that it's kind of a long story. Is it for um, a Christmas shed? Can it be for no. a Christmas shed? Christmas shed, oh Christmas shed. <laughs> you're Christmas empty shed, and oh, I love Christmas you. <laughs> you're oh, empty and I love you. Season. I'll put this Spencer over here. <laughs> <laughs> when it's cold in here, I'll drink beer. <laughs> Christmas shed, oh Christmas shed, eight hundred bucks at Home Depot. That's not a lot. No, it's really not. No, but um, the assemb- hey, shed. the assembly takes work. Don't don't shortchange it. But they'll build it. They'll build it for you. They'll but build I it for you. Coward. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat is always an option in the military manual, Ryan. I'm never getting Waterlooed. No, never. This is actually the reason I have not pulled the trigger on a shed in three plus years of living at this house because I don't want one of those like rubber made ones. I want a sorry. This is a hand in the dirt uh, segment now. I don't. I want. Yeah, one server that's, like, invoked it. Look where we are. Where we're at now. No, I want one that's made of wood or metal. Like I don't want one of those ones that just looks like a rubber made tub that's standing up on its side and they're expensive as shit. Is yep. okay. I have a question for you guys. That's this is a survey because. I would like to hear what, as an adult, uh, as an adult homeowner, has been the greatest instance of sticker shock for you guys. Because for me, it was finding out how much like a basic ass chain link fence costs. Oh yeah, fencing's bad. It's 
on like where are the where are the mattress industry disruptors on fencing? Have you guys ever tried to put a fence up and find out how much that shit runs you? No, oh, yeah. but I've I've talked to people, so yeah. Even just like the the uncoatedest, rust fastiest, like cheap assest little chain link fence you can get is y- you can't get out of there for under four figures. It's nuts. I built a um a, a fairly modest wooden privacy fence at our old house, really small backyard, and then we got a dachshund. They like to burrow. So mm-hmm. the fence mm-hmm. had to be constantly modified and expanded with <laughs> all sorts of patchwork around the bottom and like You are your own Immorton Joe. That that fence quickly uh um yeah, fencing is expensive, especially when you have to constantly modify it on the fly. Especially for something that's just pieces of something else. But when it comes to things that you can have your body inside, <laughs> home field apparel. I've got one my body will, inside one right now. Will contain wow. your body wow. for low prices and Le- way less much than more, four figures. Much more comfortable than a fence. Mm-hmm. I'll stand by that. Home field apparel is the opposite of a fence in terms of comfort, and you can put that on I the website. I love my snuggly cotton fence. You'll never take a fence to the value and comfort. <laughs> oh my god! If no, you're god. saying, and if you're you were mocking I, that other dude on Hinge, fuck you. No, I was mocking the other dude on Hinge. Yeah, so, was he. Was. so was he. So was he. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of yeah. both of you. So I think Thank the you. opposite Thank of you. chain Thank link you, fencing, all of you, I think the opposite of chain link fencing in terms of comfort is home field apparel uh, clothing. Wouldn't you true. agree? Yes. Because yeah, chain link fencing is bad and home field apparel is very good. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you put up Miami branded chain link fence, your neighbors will have a lot of questions. <laughs> but if you buy a Miami branded uh, sweatshirt, they'll only have a few questions. Actually, I think, you know, they did do, they drop a new Purdue shirt. I will say if you had a Purdue branded fence, I would hide from a nuclear blast behind a Purdue engineered fence. Do right? you think that they fence. make Purdue nutcrackers that look like Purdue Pete? Oh, 1,000%. Mm. If not, we're about to. It's going to happen. Redundant. We're going to make it happen. Just a Don't record they all... number of business ideas from us in this show. Is that not what he is? Um, He's been, crack- been cracking nuts really? lately, buddy. God. These are about horrible. to crack these buck nuts. I have found one, but it, I have found one, but it 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 looks yeah, it's bad. I hate it. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> this is a thing from hell. Forget, forget I said anything here. This forget is, it. Nutcrackers in general are like underrated on the in the horror aspect. I'll yes. say this is. No, I the would watch they... the Nutcracker Ballet with Purdue Pete as the titular <laughs> Nutcracker. <laughs> The, the problem they made with this Purdue Pete is that the nutcracker is mounted nowhere near close to his jaw. You oh, see, God. Was, yeah, oh, God. Oh, no, God. No, 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 yep. no, yeah. no, yep. no. Yep. He's more, oh my chest, God. he's more a chest burster. He's got yeah. a chest mouth. Yep. Yeah, he has uh, a chest mouth. Cover that up. A comfy hoodie from Homefield Apparel. That's right. Yep. You uh, oh, hurry use o- quick. Use offer code FULLCAST. You get 20% off your first order. And I'm going to do this 20% because- 20% off your chest mouth covering. <laughs> it's going to make Connor crazy. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, there will be new full cast shirts up there. The the clock is now ticking, Connor. Wow. Can we can we uh, tell people what shirts we are we are putting up there, or do we want to make that a surprise too? Let's leave that. Let's leave that surprisey. Let's leave. Let, let's let's, uh, let's lay a mystery on a mystery here. All right. Good. Um, you don't get to vote. Just to be clear, don't tell us what shirts to make. No. We already decided. No. It's not up to you. No, no, no. None shall know the hour. We love you. No. Um. I would like to ask, I would like to answer a question from at Colin Culpa, 
Colin Kulpa, who said, where should I move to after college? Because I have a great answer that's real broad. Somewhere you want to be. Somewhere you want to be. But how do you know where that is? <clears throat> well, one, hmm. follow interest and opportunity. Is there a place you're interested in? Do you have an opportunity there? Ooh, if you got both those, that's incredible. That's great. Because I will tell you this. There is nothing quite like the bond between somebody fresh out of college or and and or entering young adulthood and the city that they choose to go to. Okay, um, you're you'll bond to that place. You'll bind to it. You'll have it dictate a lot of your tastes and interests and attitudes for a while. Uh, you may ultimately grow to despise it. Hello, everyone who moved to New York um, immediately after college. Um, you're not there anymore, so that's fine because you turned thirty. But if that's the kind of thing that you're interested in, go do it, right? Because I most of the time somebody's like, hey, where should I go? Maybe they have no idea, but most of the time there's kind of a clue. Most of the time they're like, there's a, you know, ooh, I had a spot. I had a place that I was interested in. Like, um, I really wasn't interested in being anywhere. Uh, then drove through Atlanta and I was like, oh, this seems cool. That's how I ended up here. Quite literally. Just, I don't know. It seemed nice. Had a good vibe. Enjoyed it. And that's how I end up, ended up here. So I, I think if, you, if you're the kind of person, by the way, if you're like, hey, I just graduated from college, where should I go? And the first answer out of your mouth is something outlandish, like, yeah, I want to go live in Marrakesh. Go do that. Go, when else are you going to have this opportunity, right? I come back to that theme a lot. There is no point in your life where you will be cheaper than this. None. And untethered by, presumably untethered by uh, partners, pets, kids, like the... The more of a life you make, the harder it is to uh, pick up and go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So hurry quick before you have those stakes and go. Yeah, well, wherever it is. The only yeah, it's too late for us, but not for you. I, I'm I like even that say Spencer's, this. Spencer's Atlanta review is, I tried to drive through it, but there was so much traffic I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just stayed. <laughs> it just seemed easier. Guess I'm here now. Sorry, I guess I'll I live here I interrupted now. you, Spencer. It worked out great. No, it's a, it's That's an extremely it's an extremely valid point. Um, you know, I will say it like if you are one of these people who um, I was talking with uh, with a friend the other day it was like, yeah, man, Tampa was one of my favorite places I ever lived, and I'm like, well, well, hell, damn, the first person I've ever heard say that. But second person you've ever heard say that. Maybe second. Alex. Oh yeah, Alex really <laughs> likes Tampa, but he hasn't lived. But he's never. Lived I don't there. even think he's been there. No. no. Yeah. He no. He just the likes the idea of it. He fetishizes Tampa from afar, as we all do. <laughs> How long do That's you think it. Alex could live in Tampa before he cracked? What I think season you could put him are anywhere we putting? On this God's is like Oregon. It's Tampa. <laughs> there aren't seasons. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. There's food. There's hot and there's food poisoning. Yeah, there's hot. <laughs> I think, I there's think hot food like poisoning in hell. Here's the thing. Yeah. Now that used to be true. <laughs> Tampa's just food poisoning now. It's just food poisoning. <laughs> How does Alex, by the way, how does Alex ever decide he, like where to live? Because he's just cool wherever he is. He's like, ah, that seems nice. That's <laughs> like, fine. Like, is he, does he live where he lives? Does he live in D.C.? Because he's just like, well, I'm here. I've seen him bright side some truly horrific Airbnbs. Yeah. So I, I think he's just, he's so well adjusted to life in general. that God, like, he become a city council person. But I think yeah. it's like Oregon Trail. The, the key factor in this is when do you start him down there? And is he a because if you put him down if you put him down there in like May, I don't yeah. know if he'd make it through the summer. If you put him down there in like September and he got through the the steam table that's been turned off for an hour and a half season, mm -hmm. not bad, not bad. That's it's a what little it clammy. Yeah, but you know it's hot. It's fine. 
But, you know, I love shellfish. Yeah. You know, trade-offs. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's my advice. Just go somewhere cool. Go, go somewhere you want to go. And, and, hey, guess what? If you don't like it, uh, nothing lost, nothing gained, man. You know? You're Definitely still... nothing gained because you've been in Tampa. Correct. Or you could produce Ryan like Ryan's parents did. Our special they, that's, boy. That's not how that happened but you weren't wait you weren't born in tampa no i was born in gainesville tampa night well i guess someone there some good has come out of it yep there it is um this is from tuba 1060 what should i have for lunch today i listened to this episode you should have a salad with meat in it that's it chicken ham tuna doesn't matter here's why the the primary goal at this point in my life is to not eat a lunch that makes me think too much about dinner. I just want a lunch that makes me say, like, whatever we're having for dinner is fine. If we're having chili, cool. If we're having tacos, cool. If we're having burgers, fine. So I just need lunch to be something that I will feel fine about whatever dinner is. And Ryan lives in an Applebee's. What you're trying to say is that credit-wise, you don't want to make any seriously damaging decisions that Correct. cause you to look and go... Well, I was going to buy a house, but I guess yes. this trailer is going to have to do for dinner. Yes, That's, yes. You're trying to get through without making serious financial mistakes with your, with your I, caloric I am treat. I am treating lunch like a hotel stop on a road trip where I am not visiting that city. I need it to be functional. I need it to be clean. I need it to be cheap. I don't need it to be nice or exciting or an experience. I'm just using it. It's, lunch is a waypoint. Let's notice, Ryan, that you're advocating um, a method that has worked well for the most successful college football coach of all time. Nick Saban eats mm-hmm. a turkey sa- salad every single day of like, his life. Like, it seems, it's, it seems absurd, but I kind of get it. I do kind of get it at this No one point. needs to think very much about lunch, ideally. No. Like, breakfast, I want to have the... I want, like, I like the variety of breakfast. I want different things based on the weather. Dinner kind of has the same thing going for it. Plus, like, dinner is more of a thing where you're thinking about, okay, maybe I'm cooking for multiple people. Lunch is just like, let's just check this off the list. Let's get it done. Um, I have, I want to address a question that I have. Uh, it's both an answer and then a proposal. This is from uh, at Slambera, a.k.a. Paul on Twitter, who asks, I am going to Vegas this weekend. Congratulations. Which number should I put down for each of y'all? on the roulette wheel. I don't want to speak for anybody else, but for me... Well, that's why he asked all of us. Double zero. You're going to put down double zero. Here's why. Everyone forgets that there's two greens. They forget that there's two greens say, on those You those say wheels. this, and I'm like, who is everyone that is forgetting this? <laughs> no! Go there, and they're like, numbers, numbers, <laughs> and then it'll never land on the green, friends, and somebody forgets it. Right. Who actually, who actually gambles here? Who has actually got the <laughs> wisdom of stupidity? It's, it's okay? Just, there it it's is. Just, this hack is basically like, listen, at Blackjack, everybody forgets that queens are an option, so just keep drawing until you get it. And it's like, nobody forgets that. What are you talking That's about? That's because you're thinking about it from a theoretical perspective, okay? You have no actual practical knowledge of how to play on, roulette. It's on None. the table. You have, label it and everything. Practical knowledge practical of how to roulette play roulette. Knowledge. Yeah, practical roulette knowledge pra- because it that is a PDF science. That PDF is one page long with no yeah. words. You say this confidently enough and with enough made-up detail, Malcolm Gladwell will write a whole book about it and steal everything Ryan, he said. I'm really glad that you said that because I was about to inform newer listeners that Spencer has 
a strategy for playing roulette, which again is a game where you drop, where a ball is dropped by someone else into a spinning wheel and you decide where it lands. And Spencer has a strategy for playing roulette, which is, and I quote, you have to have a good attitude. It's true. I will teach you my system for just $69.99. Go to, uh, go to pubbrawl.tv. <laughs> And All we need is the, one person, and then we've paid for the website for a year plus. plus That's a great way of looking at it. If you go to chan- if you go business to, is easy. Yeah, if you go to the links in my Twitter bio, go to channel six. Subscribe, and I will give you the system. That's all caps with a mm. rights reserved mm-hmm. trademark. That should there. be our Friday, okay. our Friday newsletter. This the Friday week. newsletter. This will be the system. the system. Okay, and it does involve having a positive attitude because I believe the secret is total bullshit, except when it comes to roulette. Now, you here's must- the thing. Uh, here's the second part of me explaining Spencer's ra- strategy of roulette, and here is the problem for our jokes. I've been to Vegas with you. I I don't know how many times at this point. I have never in my life seen Spencer lose at roulette. No. It's scary. I think if you're going to mark this at the No, it makes absolutely no goddamn sense. It enrages me that this is what he does. I have never seen him have a losing spin at roulette. Never. And we've been if, working together for like 15 years. If you're going to mark this as the system, you need like a photo of you in like maybe a black cowboy shirt. In bro- you need some. You need mm-hmm. a look. Like we need Use to pick that yeah. cartoon like that they put of you in Car and Driver. Yeah. We'll do that, except we'll put some dice and some Guy Fieri, like <laughs> dice on the horns, of, dice, dice on the horns, <laughs> and some frosted tips. Yep, we, we can, can hang fuzzy dice there, from right? the yep. horns. Yep, come up, Diner, diners, drive-ins, and Stop dice. That. Yeah, oh my, my only su- suggestion is um, instead of the system, have you, I think that that is close. That's close to the name. What if we changed it to? Um, this would be a really good name for a book about like manifesting results. Call it The Secret. I bet nobody's done mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good okay. suggestion. This is a great suggestion for our Giving yeah. Tuesday podcast, a holiday of our own invention. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say this. When you say, how do, how do people forget those? Ryan, you know of roulette as a theoretical game, right? Right? With numbers that are all equally probable, and somebody just spins a ball in there. Yeah, y'all okay? thought he was done talking about the that way answer. people play <laughs> it. They actually totally like. They'll go like, "It'll land," and you'll see four or five people at the table be like, "Shit, I didn't know those were there." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> do not overestimate right. the intelligence right. of the people at this table. I am thinking they'll go I like have... double. <laughs> I heard this out loud at a roulette table in Vegas once. How can they have two zeros? <laughs> like that was somebody was like, "How do they do that?" Now. I want to propose, by the way, I want to go ahead and just give Vegas some free money, okay? And here's how. Because they're hurting. Thank God. They're hurting, okay? If you want to make roulette the most profitable and popular game in the entire casino, take one number and put 69 in there. That's it. Because you'll get so many idiot bros over there being like, I gotta put it on nice, nice, (laughs) just sit on there. It'll become the most profitable table in the whole place. Wesley Snipes really should get a cut. (laughs) <laughs> the snipes so tax. We're going yeah. to put a 420 and a 666. Six, six, six <laughs> oh my god, this is our casino. This put is all how the, we do our casino. Put all the meme numbers in there. Put all mm-hmm. the meme numbers in there. Give me a thousand <laughs> on boobless. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, a simpleton, boobless. <laughs> me, a gentleman. I put it on boobs. <laughs> I figure everyone does. So I think, um, yeah. I think so Ryan's the, trying to outfox the market. The number, the number you should put down for me. Uh, I don't have one. Uh, here, the number you should not pick is ten because ten is the number I thought, and I'm bad at roulette, so don't, don't do ten. Any other number. 
Um, put 34 for me. Um, we got a zero and a 10. I'll take the other one. One. Put it down for one, please. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like the most, for some reason, that sounds like a think, mad reckless bet to me you're like i'm putting it all on one and i'm like oh shit <laughs> i think that i think maybe i'm picturing a roulette wheel that is nothing but computer code zero one one zero zero one one that would be another good roulette wheel <laughs> God, if we just revolutionized casino gaming on Giving Tuesday, we really did. <laughs> Roulette wheel, be the nothing most but searchable podcast. Nothing but Morse see, code all the way around. To see some guy biting his lower lip and sweating and going, it's all sixty nine. <laughs> put it all on sixty nine, bro. <sighs> putting my, yeah, putting so like, putting like my, in, my inheritance oh, from no. my dead great grandfather on sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's my last three grand. And I'm putting it all up four twenty. Guys, you know who does people this. have done that. <laughs> you know who does this? Who the Marines? They do the Marines, <laughs> bro. That's all right. I got I got at least four hundred dollars saved up. We're good. It's what Dad would have wanted. <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna get some cigarettes, some ripped fuel, and some protein powder, and I'm good for the next How's six there months. How's not a Wahlburgers casino <laughs> yet? Give it time. Is that what we've just invented? <laughs>